Now it's time to take a look at NME magazine, which is, of course, our featured mag of the day today, Stuart. And uh, we're starting off with Macaulay Culkin. Yes, the Home Alone actor has described himself as essentially retired. The former child star has returned to acting in Adam Green's Aladdin, a modern take on the classic Arabian Nights tale written and directed by Green, who's one half of The Mouldy Peaches, and it's released in the US later this month. But before that, Culkin's last big screen appearance was in Green's 2011 film, The Wrong Ferrari. At the time, it was his first film role in four years. He said in a new interview, I'm a man in his mid-30s who's essentially retired. I kind of go where the wind takes me a little bit. Yes, Culkin is now 34, and he continued to say that he spends most of his time painting, writing in his notebooks, and simply whateverin'. I think that's a new word, whatever. I think it is. Yeah, he's inventing <laughs> new words as he goes along. During the interview, Culkin also revealed that he's still recognised frequently, adding, and even if I don't get bogged, it's looming, it's there. Continuing on, he also said that he's able to live his life more freely in Paris since he began spending time in the French capital a few years ago. It turned out that no one there recognised me, but they just didn't, well, they did, but they didn't care. And he was like, well, where have you people been my entire life. Yeah, I've often thought that for the poor guy. As a child star, that's your fate pretty much destined right there. You're going to be recognised for the rest of your life and never have any privacy. Well, exactly. I think the other thing is, you know, you look at the the problems that child stars, a lot of child stars have, have kind of run into um, because of having, you know, too much fame or too yeah. much money or too much too young, too much experience, that's life right. experience. Yeah. Um, you know, you just need to look at the likes of Lindsay Lohan to, to well, see what can happen. It, I was thinking something very similarly when we were discussing Heat magazine the other week, and it was um, the other day, it was Drew Barrymore because she was a child mm. star, you know, from being four or five, she was in ET, and she's had a string of failed relationships, never gets any privacy, and I think it's very, very difficult. But at the same time, the guy's in his mid 30s and he's retired, he spends all his day reading and painting. And and writing and whatever and so I don't think he's got too much to complain about in no, a way at the same time. I don't time. think so either. I don't think so either. He did kind of go off the rails for a while though, didn't he? I and remember, yeah, yeah, seeing yeah. a few photos where he was looking very, very poorly. But, uh, you know, as long as he spends his time that, that makes him happy and he can get a bit of privacy, hey, he's got the money, he's earned it, he's achieved it, good on him. Let him Absolutely. do what he wants. Absolutely. Okay, well, let's move on from Macaulay Culkin. Now, could David Attenborough finally be retiring? Mm, we will see. Yes, his Great Barrier Reef documentary could be the veteran broadcaster's last on-the-road style documentary, according to the series producer, Anthony Geffen. Geffen has collaborated with the 89-year-old on 11 projects over the past seven years. Before Sunday's Australian premiere of the new series, Geffen told Guardian Australia that it's unlikely Attenborough would do anything as ambitious and taxing again. In a way, I feel this one is the last of what I call on-the-road David Attenborough documentaries, he said. That doesn't mean that this is his last film, because he'll top and tail films, he'll do narrations forever. But I think the idea of taking Attenborough for a year or two's project on the road where he's involved intensely and goes to a lot of locations throughout, I think at age 90 that can't go on forever.
The producer fell shy of definitive statements, preferring to leave the question open-ended. Will he stop? No, he'll never stop. In fact, he's often said to me the best way to go would be on the road. In some ways, I hope that's the case because that's what he loves. He just loves being out there. I had done 10 projects with David, said Anthony Geffen, producer, and I said to him, right, okay, at some point we're going to have to have our last project together. If we've got one project left, where would you go? And without batting an eyelid, he said, the Great Barrier Reef. It's the place I still think is the most extraordinary place on the planet. Now, there's no succession in place, Geffen has said, because Sir David Attenborough is simply irreplaceable. There is no new David Attenborough. You've got someone here who started in black and white. He's gone through colour, HD, 3D, to where we are all now, 4K and beyond. He, span he spans the life of television in a way he absolutely does from the beginning. We're never going to get someone who has done that span. He's a one-off. And I would agree. I grew up watching David Attenborough documentaries. I don't think he can be replaced. No, no. I mean, you know, I, I've watched David Attenborough documentaries all my life and he is just, there's something about the man. There's something about the way he speaks. I know. It's such an iconic way of speaking. The moment you hear someone impersonate that style of narration you know that they're doing a David Attenborough yep and, and it, it, there's just something so kind of inviting about his voice though and mm, compelling and you're right you want to listen mm. to what he's got to say next he makes everything he makes he would make the mundane sound <laughs> I agree completely um awe-inspiring I just think he's a wonderful wonderful he, presenter broadcaster he is he's so full of passion that yeah you're right what he you can hear it in his words that he, he believes everything he says and that's why he's still broadcasting today because he is so passionate he just won't stop doing it it's what he loves it what keeps him going and i do believe that he will do it till the day that he dies well this producer anthony geffen was saying that that when he mm. um had to to you know when they went out to the great barrier reef mm. they had to get him into this tiny little submarine wow. that goes you know it's the one that goes you know the furthest under oh, sea, really the deep really yeah. deep sea yeah 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 and it's a tiny little thing and uh, they were all kind of kind of biting their nails because they're watching this, you know, almost mm. 90 year old man getting into this little hole. And he was just fine. He just wow. popped in and said, uh, oh, I nearly sat in the pilot. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, he's just extraordinary. Have you been to the Great Barrier Reef? I have. I have been lucky enough to go there when I was a kid on a family holiday. And it is a beautiful spot. So I'll be really keen to see that series. And of course, David Attenborough hosting it is, you know, it's going to be good. Well, it's on on Sunday, mm -hmm. so how will we look at it then? Okay, uh, last but not least, we're talking about everybody's favourite at the moment, Adele. Yes, apparently she failed to notice that the sound cut out during a concert and just carried on singing it completely unaware. Yes, the singer was midway through performing All I Ask at Birmingham's Genting Arena last Saturday when the venue had some technical difficulties. Adele appeared not to realise that the venue's PA had failed and carried on singing despite the audience being unable to hear a thing. In footage recorded from the show, the crowd can be heard singing along to every word while the sound is switched off. And when she finished singing the 25 album track, Adele asked the audience, 
Why did you all start cheering midway through? I thought that there was a streaker on stage. What was going on? And it was only after a fan explained what had happened that she joked that the front rows got their own private concert. And it's not the first time that Adele has suffered sound issues while performing. The sound also cut out during her performance of All I Ask at the Grammys award show in February. Maybe a sound guy is trying to tell her something and just pulling plugs out. No, that would be cruel. <laughs> that, that would be cruel. But she did the right thing there. The show must go on. Even if she did it because she's unaware, I think it would look a bit unprofessional just to stop midway of song and walk off stage. So, yeah, she did the right thing by the audience to keep them entertained. Well, exactly. And it's quite interesting, actually, that she didn't know. I mean, obviously her band are in the background. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, she can still hear. But isn't it funny that you can be, you mm. know, doing this massive gig to thousands of people and not know that, that yeah, nobody can hear you. That's right. It just goes to show that she just mustn't be able to hear the onstage sound, that whatever she's hearing is coming through her own monitors or whatever. Maybe they kept working, but it was the PA for the audience. So, yeah, must have been difficult with those technical issues, but she did well to recover. True professional. <laughs> Listen, thank you very much, Stuart, for taking us through this week's Enemy magazine. Don't forget, the brand new copy's out, so if you want to go out and get it, then you can. If you can't and you want to take a look online, they have a fully accessible website. It's enemy.com.